Today's guest is my friend Sophia Donnello. Sophia is a Latinx woman serving humanity as a consciousness facilitator, yogini, intuitive energy healer, content creator, and activist. She's always had a passion for helping people by promoting equality, kindness, compassion, and justice which led her to study cultural anthropology at George Mason University, along with consciousness and transformation. There she awakened to profound insights about the world in which we live, the commonalities of all human beings, and her desire to be an agent of change by first changing herself. Obsessed with evolution, expansion, health, and well-being, Sophia continues her consciousness studies and deep internal work in order to support the global shift we are all currently experiencing. She is firmly rooted in the belief that the first step in collective healing lies in personal transformation, and it is her mission to support others on such a journey. Today's conversation centers around Sophia's fascinating line of work and her thoughts on creating a better world through spiritual awakening. This conversation is intended to reopen our minds to the possibilities of the future. This is Utopia. Oh, it's really funny because, um, you know, I originally went to Mason as a business student and took a cultural anthropology class as an elective. And I was like, it was literally the first day of class. And I was like, this is it. This is my shit. Oh my God, where has this been all my life? Why hasn't anybody taught me this uh, extent of knowledge about humans and society and how we work and how culture influences all of us and connects all of us and unfortunately separates a lot of us. And so I was just really inspired to just, I immediately changed my major literally as soon as that class ended. Like I went right to the office and, and got that got that done. Um, I've definitely always had a passion though for helping people in justice and service. I originally intended to help people and, you know, be an act of social justice and change and equality and service through creating my own business, but being exposed to anthrop anthropology, I was like, okay, well, this is, we're just going to sprinkle this onto everything instead and go this route first. That's really funny. I, I stumbled into anthropology in like the same way. Once I took one class, <gasps> I left and I was like, yeah, this is it. <laughs> right? Like, why haven't I learned anything about this? I mean, the fact that it's a really big, intimidating word that nobody, you know, knows kind of offhand. Yeah. That, that's a good place to start as to why I wasn't exposed to that. And to especially go from, you know, being a business major um, to anthropology, mm -hmm. they're like two different worlds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So how does anthropology play into the work that you do now? The work that I do now is very much around being of service to people, helping people sort of find their way become empowered, shed all the things, the shit, often traumas um, that hold them back from feeling amazing and waking up happy and really reaching their fullest potential. Um, and so I think that my cultural anthropo anthropology studies really support me in just understanding humans and understanding, you know, the nature of culture and the nature of society and the nature of um, how we all relate. Sort of like, it was like the first, one of the first lenses that I got to, that I was given that I got to look through people in a more like broad, loving, incredible, relational way. 
Yeah, like seeing the intricacies between all that. Yeah. I must ask too, can you explain what a consciousness facilitator is for those who might not know? Yeah. Yeah. So a consciousness facilitator. So I identify uh, or I use that title because I think it speaks to how consciousness is something that we are all part of, similar to culture, funny enough. Um, And it is something that we all are it's just an awareness and I think and there are levels of consciousness and so really low levels of consciousness are what are definitely really seeping through the cracks and being exposed at the moment think of like primal angry not so good mean evil things kind of fall under like a low level of consciousness imagine it like a very closed pinhole lens at which you look through the world and then as we go up in consciousness we expand and we are able to perceive and be aware of more and more of the whole and more unity in being a consciousness facilitator i really help people expand their view and help really expand their view of themselves and therefore the world around them I guess, how do i do that is probably yeah. the question <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay yeah so um so i take people through somatic experiential learning exercises there that are rooted in psychological and spiritual principles so i take people through exercises that help them get in touch with their own intuitive wisdom their own deep sense of knowing and their own incredible values and awesome qualities of their highest and best self and i help them reclaim that see that for themselves and also see those whole like shadow aspects of themselves the pains the hurts not in a way of like I'm gonna you know rip this band-aid off and we're gonna have this gushing wound that you get to look at like it's it's more of um helping people to shift their perspective and see those blockages and see those hindrances so that they can make that shift for themselves and become more empowered and expand that consciousness that sounds like really incredible work (laughs) it's really it's beautiful (laughs) I often think of everything as like through my own perspective you know Mm -hmm. and how anthropology has taught me you know to see things through other people's perspectives that's a tool that I've taken from academics and used in my own life you know so Mm -hmm. it's pretty easy for me to see what you're trying to do there and I I think that's just so magnificent and I'm sure that you can really see the change that you're bringing to people's lives yes Absolutely. Yeah, that gave me goosebumps. <laughs> uh, I know that when I get goosebumps, like shit is, you know, hitting the nail on the head. <laughs> hurt people hurt people. I'm just going to throw out that blanket statement. And so I think that when we get through our own hurts and see that I think deep down inside, we're all squishy and loving and incredible and kind and worthy, you know, that really facilitates a lot of change. Yeah, changing the hearts and the minds of the people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, does that also play in um, one of the the titles for you is in, intuitive energy healer? Is that the same or what's the difference there? It's pretty similar in the sense of I can facilitate a process and sort of lay a framework for you to heal yourself by being able to see and expand your vision of yourself and of like the world around you and of what you've been through and who you really are. And so that process, I facilitate through that intuitive energy felt sense like I'm really great at picking up on people's feelings and you know I get nudges of like some sort of direction to give them or what's really going on for them uh, that could be 
you know, a good touch point to bring up of like, hey, like I'm kind of getting the sense that this is linked to this or does this remind you of this or why am I picking up on this? Um, and so I help people through the messages that I get that maybe they don't or the intuitive nudges that I get that maybe they don't see very clearly that could be helpful. And also when someone is near me or if I just choose to tap into your energy, I can feel when something's off like it literally feels like viscous like when you draw your hand through water how do you like meet clients I guess or, or is it people that you like personally know or do people come to you um it's both so I work very closely with my mentors Mark Thurston and Mary Elizabeth Lynch of the Personal Transformation and Courage Institute or PTCI that whole organization it's a nonprofit where they help people by providing them with these structured experiential somatic psycho-spiritual learning exercises that help them do the work that I am now sharing. So by working closely with them, I either meet people, mingle with people who are very much interested in the same sort of line of work and word of mouth, like just being a yoga teacher, you know, being in a studio after a class with me, pick up on like, she's got more than just yoga. Like I might want to inquire with her or people online on social media. Yeah. Social media is, is one of my favorite ways. And I love keeping up with your yeah. Instagram. <laughs> oh, uh, I think I'm right back at you. <laughs> yeah. Some of the stuff you post on there is just like incredible. I, I know oh. I message you like probably once a week. I'm like, I'm stealing this. <laughs> yeah, please. I'm, I'm so honored. I'm so honored to resonate with you. On your Instagram, you use it as a platform to speak about a lot of stuff. A lot. Beyond. <laughs> even beyond you know your work so I guess we should dive into that stuff you know what's the other stuff that needs to be unpacked there and the stuff that you know is important to your work the big problems in the world right now (laughs) big problems I'm really finding that I'm having a different relationship with social media nowadays because as all the pretty horrendous horrific limiting and evil structures are kind of exploding in our in front of us in front of our faces everything a lot of things are being exposed I'm really loving how much exposure we get through social media like I'm so happy to have a zillion outlets to find things that I'm not going to find on the mainstream or I know that if I follow you know that like it's easier to find organizations and activists and um, really interact with like real on the ground people to support you know, the the big changes that I think that we all need. Yeah, you know, I've always been an activist at heart and I didn't have the confidence really to, or feel informed enough. And also mm-hmm. used to be so incredibly sensitive and like emotionally all over the place and unstable mm-hmm. that I like couldn't handle activism. Like I was yeah. just, it just really, really broke and still breaks my heart to hear and know and learn about so much horror that's going on in the world and abuse the systems in place very few of them are really there to help us and protect us and have good intentions there's a lot of like just terrible awful things happening in the world Mm -hmm. so I always try to you know um sprinkle in those little pieces of hope or those quotes that like inspire (laughs) me when I hear them you know like you're talking about getting chills through your body is like sometimes I'll I'll feel that like when I'm on Instagram, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there'll be a poster, um, something that just, you know, hits different and and changes perspective in some sense or makes me, you know, think twice about something maybe that I scrolled past Mm -hmm. beforehand. Mm -hmm. So social media is like such a beautiful and wonderful and magnificent tool when we use it in that way. 
But yes, so I think it's very interesting in your introduction talking about finding this agent of change within yourself. Can you unpack that a little bit? How did you get there? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Maybe you don't have to unpack all of that, but (laughs) whatever you'd like to share. (laughs) We'll unpack the tiny zipper in the front of the backpack. (laughs) You know, I used to be a really hurt person, hurting a lot of other people. (laughs) just from being this big open wound bitter like pessimistic self-hating self-harming kind of gal and I I know that there's a lot of other people suffering out there the same and I am so incredibly blessed to have had a myriad of experiences and opportunities to really unpack all of that and be empowered. I'm a really happy, bouncy human being. And all I want to do now is share that. Not only does that give me hope for what I know that that could do to all the other hurt people out there hurting people, but it also, you know, gives me such a deep level of compassion and empathy for people. And I think that that's something that is so incredibly necessary in order to make any sort of change. The powers that be and all the selfishness and greed and and exploitation and abuse and all that horrible stuff is rooted in hatred and rooted in like, I'm not enough. So I need to take from you. I'm not enough and I'm not okay how I am. And I need to squash you in order to hopefully put a fat bandaid on how shitty I feel. And I started thinking about how, you know, a lot in my mind, at least a lot of that is to blame in the current system that we live in, you know, with Mm -hmm. this rugged capitalist system, we're taught we have to be in competition with each other. Mm -hmm. Instead of working together, we're taught, oh, you need to compete with them because Mm -hmm. you're competing for resources, for jobs, Mm -hmm. for better living spaces. Social Darwinism fucks some shit up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know. And it's not even how the world works. Like nature actually works through mutual aid. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally how nature works. Like we, oh man, yeah. Continuing your thing. <laughs> yeah, it works in communities of of diversity, you know, um, and that's how you know ecosystems flourish. Is literally yes, is with natural diversity. And to think of you know a system where we have that, where we're encouraged to work together and to invite all these different diverse ideas to the table and to celebrate them. <laughs> yeah, that's like warm that fuzzy sounds, feeling. Yeah, I'm like ooh yes, I'd love that. <laughs> Okay, so I guess since we're about halfway through um, the podcast now, we can start to pivot towards this conversation of utopia, which is really like the meat of the podcast. (laughs) I mean, a lot of your work sounds transformative, um, not only to yourself and to others, but to the world. Do you see that? How do you see your work connecting towards, you know, the spiritual revolution? In order to have that big, beautiful utopia that I do think is very possible. I don't think we imagine it. And it's it's impossible like how could we imagine it and it not be possible like everything I think that everything that we imagine and think of is feasible Um, because everything starts as those big crazy ideas and big crazy dreams so I think that that utopia is really made possible when we feel like we've created an inner utopia (laughs) because when we walk around in that way then we automatically uh, we just naturally support each other and naturally work in that way of of helping one another and respect and mutual aid and understanding and love and compassion and empathy because we have it within ourselves. You know, once we're able to be these, these really full cups, which I think can be brought on by this, this line of work that I'm in, then I think that, you know, it's only natural supporting one another would follow and that that would sort of cause this ripple effect throughout 
societies and all of humanity and, and the planet. I don't even know the word. It's just like magical <laughs> to think mm-hmm. about, you know, <laughs> especially like you were saying that utopia within I can't Mm -hmm. remember the words you exactly said, but like how it all starts there and it comes out. This utopia that we're striving for, at least your idea of an utopia, what Mm -hmm. of a utopia, what does that mean? Oh, I mean, it brings me all the warm fuzzies just thinking about it. Um, To me, that means that there's no jails. No, (laughs) I don't like those. I think everyone should be able to have a chance for like rehabilitation. No hunger, like mutual aid is just the way that things work for humans. We all have you know, this deep, deep understanding that respect and compassion and empowerment and service are seen as part of human nature in this utopia, not as like, oh, something that we strive for or something that's like a nice quality to have. No, like that's what a human being is. Like a human being is unconditionally loving and always, always supportive and considerate of the other and righteous and just and humane. Um, I don't see war. I don't see militia of any kind. I don't see poverty at all. I think that that's going to be, can be completely abolished. I see the earth being treated with just as much respect and love. The earth is this one big, beautiful garden that we are in charge of keeping up. Um, And we are part of the balance that is natural for this planet. Like we are an integral part of that rather than trying to form the earth into this, into our version of balance, which is obviously so imbalanced, right? It's like refreshing, you know, when, Mm. when we're scrolling through Instagram, you know, and we're posting these God awful things, you know, um, to try to raise awareness for them and start conversations. It's, it's nice to take a step back and, you know, think of the world and to start, you know, imagining what are we doing this for? You know, what is a world without these things? That's a beautiful perspective. I'm so glad that that's the whole purpose of of what you're doing here and the vision (laughs) that I think it's, it's something that we often forget, or a lot of us are swept away in all the horrors and all the hardships and all the trauma, your work in that light at the end of the tunnel, that is like the vision of the utopia of what is the world like without all this stuff. Like, that's why we do this, like the why behind what we're doing in this activism is, is really important to stay grounded in because if we don't have that kind of goal or that sort of vision in mind, no matter how many hundreds of years it might take to get there, like then yeah, we kind of lose sight of what we're doing or we don't act within integrity of, of that utopia that we really hold. Yeah. And I, I do like where you were saying, you know, a world without hunger, a world without poverty and that these things are possible because I think for too long, the narrative around them has been, you know, global poverty is something that's always going to exist. Right. And it's something I think I was, I was taught that in my econ class, you know, like within a capitalist system, there's always (laughs) going to be the top and the bottom, you know, Mm -hmm. there's never going to be this equal playing field, but really, (laughs) is that true? No, I don't think that that has to be true. Just like it, it makes me think of like a, like a food chain that we get taught in school. We're taught the same sort of narrative that you just relayed around what you learned in your econ class of like, oh, there's a top and there's a bottom and there's a superior and there's an inferior. And that's just how it goes. There's predator and prey and that's it. But then actually, if you really like take a second to like think about, you know, the food chain of of any ecosystem, all the organisms are contributing to one another and everything that they do 
is for the betterment of the whole. Like they're all benefiting from co-creating this balance and this this reciprocity of of meeting each of helping each other like meet their needs. We're always taught that there's going to be poverty. We're always taught that there's going to be all of these inequalities. And so the fight for them is going to be constant, right? To always help these people. And of course, I think I've said in a previous podcast, it's always good that we have organizations helping these people, but also we shouldn't need those organizations to help those people right. because that issue should not exist and we should all be working to fix it. And mm-hmm. I think that once you realize that a lot of these inequalities are actually profitable, that's when you realize mm-hmm. why they're always persisting and why people mm-hmm. constantly want them to persist or make you assume that they are going to always persist. Being fed the narrative that like we have to suffer is sort of along the same lines. And I think that it's bullshit. <laughs> and I think that it's possible to get to a place where we're not all suffering because there is so much to go around and we are so innovative and resilient and the same at the end of the day, like the core of our being and the core of our, you know, felt experiences, we all feel the same shit. We all live on the same damn planet. And I don't think that we're all here to suffer and fight. Yeah, I like to think, you know, the sun shines for all of us, not just for the rich, (laughs) or not just for (laughs) the 1% or the Uh people who have these means, you know, the sun literally rises every single day. So we can get up and go about it because if you strip it all back really we're all just like on a floating rock in the ether (laughs) i first heard like the the rock spinning through the ether on like kesha's um rainbow album (laughs) and i don't know if you're familiar with that i'm not no but i'm Uh, gonna kesha so great okay we yeah okay everyone we're gonna have (laughs) shameless plug kesha you should sponsor us because oh my god yeah i feel like she should okay kesha is fantastic (laughs) <laughs> and one of her latest album, I'm waiting for more music, but like her latest album was great. Really makes you think a lot of deep stuff. I want to know if you have like any sort of advice for whoever's mm. listening out there, you know, if they're, you know, hitting a wall or stuck on something or maybe just not feeling it. Find what ke- makes you feel really connected and supported. And that's just the first blanket statement of a step, whether that means that you have people that you know, love you and support you and you can connect with them, reach out to them, whether that means that you connect with the earth, whether that means that you connect with people online, connect with, you know, some sort of higher power or higher beings or ancestors or anything along the like spiritual realm of connection, angels, whatever works for you. I think that is so important because I think a lot of the really, I think the lowest lows that we feel stem from feeling alone and feeling unseen and unheard and just alone in our, you know, misery. And then for our very last part, um, if you have any like reading or viewing recommendations for whoever's listening to go Mm -hmm. and expand on some ideas that we've discussed Mm -hmm. here. Yeah, I have just one book that I will always be my coveted favorite book um to recommend is called I have it right here actually haha because I really be rereading this all the time it's called Psycho Cybernetics by Maxwell Malt is an incredible book about the human system and the human psyche and brain and it just is really it's a really great book to help us discover how we work and empower us to 
utilize our system, which is a psycho cybernetic system for our benefit to like reprogram us to from feeling, you know, anything less than amazing to really reaching our fullest potential and embracing like that we have the power to express our fullest potential and reach that and, and feel good. And it has a whole bunch of information in helping us. And it, it's not just grounded in like, oh, this is all so you can feel good. It's it's a lot of like, okay, once you feel good, like then you are a better human being <laughs> and you are of better service to other humans. And then that causes an amazing ripple effect. And it's helped me a lot in my life. I, it has a lot of really grounded um, practical um, exercises that are light in, in the sense that they're not like super challenging. Like I'm not giving you homework. He's not giving you homework. It's written in a way that isn't dull and boring and hard and wordy and sciencey. I haven't read that yet. So I'm excited oh, to check that out now. You you sold me. me. You <laughs> it's good. <laughs> well, thank you so much for um, joining us on this episode of Utopia. I really me. enjoyed our conversation. Oh, me too. I think there's a lot to take away, a lot to... Um, expand on on our own as well Utopia is a lemon jerky production produced by Joshua McLean and Caleb Chrisley the podcast is edited by Joshua McLean the jingle was composed by LJ Garcia